to episode 17 of the 20 Pages Book Club. On today's episode, we got a lot to talk through. Uh, first, we go through a quick weekend recap. Uh, a lot to talk about the weekend, but we'll shorten it uh, for this case because we are now re-recording it. Uh, we had some OBS crash, so it's going to be a little bit condensed, um, but we'll try to hit all the main points. Then we talk about our sixth book, Killers of the Flower Moon. If you didn't listen to the last episode, uh, we talked about this being our next book in conjunction the Martin Scorsese movie coming out later in the month, uh, ending this kind of trilogy with movie versus book review. So stay tuned for all that. But in this episode, we talked through chapters one through eight. Um, we get some a little bit of a new segment, Christian on the case. He's going to provide some extra facts potentially with or throughout um, some of the <laughs> some of the chapters, um, and then we'll talk. We'll do our meme competition. It's back for this book. And then we'll close and talk about our plans for next episode. So looking forward to another great episode. Let's go. All right. Welcome back. Episode 17. Like I mentioned in the intro, we are re-recording this intro part <laughs> because LBS crashed on us. But we'll quickly go through a weekend recap. We'll start off with Christian because he had the most eventful weekend. Christian, take it away. Thanks, Jared. Uh, uh, I ran the Chicago Marathon, and it was electric. And I hit the uh, I hit the target I wanted to hit as far as time. So it was great. Tyler Tyler showed out uh brandon and ben a couple of our other friends showed out and yeah now passing it off to jared jared how was your weekend i didn't do anything except i saw illinois lose to nebraska it was an awful game i wish i didn't lay my eyes on that game but go down with the ship kevin how's your weekend good i had homecoming got a little squirrely on the weekend with some friends they're back in town and that was just about it how about you tyler um friday night christian supported me to watch at the nebraska bar against illinois so i supported him on sunday morning at the marathon at two different locations and then i went to the pumpkin patch it was a pretty good weekend that's it for me did you go to, go to the pumpkin patch by yourself yeah by myself he hid in the corn maze and was just Tyler, can you uh can you turn your camera just a tiny bit for me? <laughs> where, where, where do you need it to turn to? <laughs> just a little, a little away little from your screens. Yeah. What what is it looking at currently? <laughs> I just can you turn it a little bit. Your screen's in it a little. Just it's the sliver of it. No, turn uh, your camera. camera. No, I can't. It's on a like it's in a very awkward position. All right, that's all I needed. We're good. Okay. I got him, boys. <laughs> I'm so confused right. by what just happened. I, don't know. I, I, I know what's going on. So, uh, yeah, that was a quick week, weekend recap. Sorry if it wasn't as detailed as you guys wanted it to be. But like I said, we already recorded it, and then halfway through it, our recording got deleted. So we're just doing a quick summarization of it. Um, I think we should do that every yeah. No. Pretty fun. It's the best part. I have it's to the best part. Okay. Yeah. Um, why don't we get into, like I said, our sixth book, Killers of the Flower Moon, talking through chapters one through eight. A lot to talk about. So why don't we just get right into it? Tyler, take it away. 
All right. Chapter one or Chronicle one, the marked woman, chapter one, the vanishing starts off. Uh, the Osaginians refer to May as the flower killing moon. This is due to the pretty, pretty, pretty spring flowers that wither away due to large flowers stealing their light and water. Um, and then subsequently, on May 24th, 1921, Molly Burkhart feared her sister had gone missing. Her sister, Anna Brown, frequently went on sprees, but Molly was suspicious. It had been three years since her sister, Minnie, had passed away due to a disease despite being perfectly healthy. Molly was a part of the Osage Indians, who were immensely rich. In 1870, they were driven to a preserve, only to find decades later that the land contained oil deposits. In 1923, the Osage tribe obtained $30 million in revenue, $400 million in today's money. In short, they were living lavishly, and that included Molly. Despite the riches, Molly sat worried about Anna. On the morning of the 21st, Molly rose with her husband, Ernest Bur Burkhart, a white man he had come in 1912 to work under his rich uncle, William K. Hale. He treated her kindly, taking care of her, taking care of her trouble caused by diabetes and learning her native language. Together, they had two kids by 1921, Elizabeth, Lizzie, and James. On May 21st, Ernest had called Anna to come over. She came drunk. At this point, she was known for this. She left with Ernest's little brother, Brian. He offered to drop her off. With that, she left. It was now a couple days later, and Anna hadn't been seen. Word began to spread around town. The town was already unnerved by the missing Charles Whitehorn. After a week, his body was found, shot dead, execution style. Shortly following this, a father and son stumbled upon the body of Anna Brown. Uh, we start off strong here. What are your thoughts on the first chapter, guys? Good chapter. Mm, solid chapter. <laughs> it grabbed my... So I think it... Uh... I think it did all it's uh what it needed to do got me interested in the story um quick question though are we do we think mini uh, got poisoned no uh the same thing happened to lizzie uh molly's mother uh, she died of mysterious a mysterious wasting illness and i think we'll find later on in the book that there are many uh people are poisoned many of the osage are poisoned did he just say yeah i think you contradicted yourself i don't my brain shut off okay of saying that all right, all right. Like, uh, <laughs> sounds good. But... all right um all right uh i thought the book did a good job at unveiling all the important characters and introducing us to the key players and kind of the key plot lines we're going to follow throughout the the book so uh i thought it was a good engaging pulled me in right off the bat um started off strong and we'll have a couple of good chapters throughout this uh first meeting so any other thoughts before we move to chapter two all right no chapter two an act of god or man I apologize for the stroke that Christian suffered during the middle of that, but uh, we'll we'll fix them up by chapter two. I'm sorry. I'm sorry as well. All right. Chapter two, an act of God or man. A coroner's inquiry came next. A jury of white men had to determine if this was an act of God or man. In the inquiry, they discovered that Anna was shot in the back of the head. With that, the sheriff was approached. His name, Harv M. Freeze. He sent two deputies to investigate, but they didn't collect much evidence and couldn't find the bullet. 
Meanwhile, Ernest comforted Molly as they began to prepare Anna's funeral. At the funeral was a mix of Catholic and traditional Indian traditions. With that, Anna was buried away. Um, and my question for this chapter, sorry, it's roughing in there, but we are introduced to a couple potential story threads here. What stands out and what is something you're interested to see develop? Kevin, I think phone died, so we'll keep talking, but uh, obviously where the threads, what the threads are, how large are the killings, I guess? Because when I picked up the book, I wasn't sure if it was like one or two killings, like the mass scale of them. Does that make sense? Obviously not reading it. I know it's much more than just a couple, but I kind of didn't know the scale of, the, of everything. So that's kind of what I was interested to learn more about. Say uh, I'd be interested in seeing how the involvement of outside parties that are not law enforcement develops, I think, immediately in this. Uh, the discovery of Anna's body, uh, Scott Mathis becomes involved, a, a man who is just a local business owner and not officially law enforcement. And uh, him and his uh, his employees kind of butcher the crime scene. Uh, I think we'll see that quite a bit. Some some corruption uh, play a hand in investigating these murders. For sure. I think also something that I didn't write in the summaries, but was interesting in the first two chapters, I think they started talking about how they were forcing the Indian children to go to Catholic schools. You guys have any thoughts on that? I think it talks about it in like chapter four or three. So we'll get to it. I had some stuff written down about that, okay. but yeah, it was you really, yeah. But I mean, I actually have a, one of my memes is centered around, centered around that, but okay. We'll, we'll be excited to see that. It seems like there's a lot of uh, forced com conforming going around here. And maybe I, think, I feel like a lot of us have the same theory. Because I think that's yeah. just a main theme throughout, I mean, Native American history, obviously. It's obviously, obviously super sad looking back on it, kind of the, the things that they were forced to do. Um, but I know me and Christian read Bury Your Heart, Bury My Heart, and Be. We kind of saw some similar themes around uh, kind of the conversion and assimilation of Native Americans into uh, early U.S. Um, society, if that makes sense. So, yeah, it was like a sh they were stripping away all of their in like Native American traditions and cultures and trying to replace it with traditional, I guess, European culture. And it's just a shitty scenario, obviously. It, I don't think it was a big deal to the to the white people at the time. The author makes a note like in chapter four or five or somewhere down the road that uh, Molly had gotten close with uh, one of the, the traders' sons and he kept a journal and he made a comment in passing about how Molly had stopped getting called her, her Osage uh, given name and they started calling her Molly. Same with her father. They started calling him Jimmy. Uh... I think it's evident that in the journal, he just mentions it really quickly, not a big deal to him, but for the, for the Osage people, probably uh, something pretty pivotal in their life. Yep, for sure. All right. Chapter three, King of the Osage Hills. The murders of the two Indians caused quite the sensation. People were drawing comparisons to the 1893 serial killer, Dr. H.H. H. Holmes. I think some of us have read Devil in the White City, so... Uh, good callback for that. Us too. 
Uh, oh, it was Johnny that's read it. Sorry. Outside of our book club. All right. With no interest from the authorities, Molly turned to William Hale, Ernest's uncle. He had come to Oklahoma, a poor man. He grinded to buy his own cattle, then went bankrupt, then returned and became an expert. After a successful amount of, t of time, he had accumulated 45,000 acres. He was respected in the Osage community. Before the oil, he had been very charitable in local hospitals. Most of all, he greatly respected the Osage community. With that, he vowed to solve Anna's death. Meanwhile, Molly was interviewed by the jury. They didn't ask her much, taking more interest in Brian Burkhart. However, he was let go to do due to a lack of evidence against him. The prevailing theory was that the killer had come from the outside, a member of the everlasting Wild West. Famous outlaws frequently visited Osage County. Another theory came at the expense of her ex-husband, Oda Brown. A, for a forger came forward and claimed he had paid him $8,000 to murder Anna, but nothing could be proven. With no luck, they again uncovered Anna's body. Once again, no bullet was found. By July 1921, the investigation had dried up. Meanwhile, Lizzie began to get sicker, and despite seeking every medical antidote, no cure was found. She died in July 1921. Molly's brother-in-law, Bill Smith, wouldn't have it. He believed it to be a poisoning and connected to the death of the other two. All right, uh, that is that chapter. It's kind of a kind of tough chapter for Molly. She loses Lizzie, obviously, and then she also loses her sister, Anna Brown, and kind of going through the trial of that. Um, and then we're introduced to William Hale. Any thoughts on those three things or two things? Uh, so they dug up Anna's body in this chapter to find the bullet uh i thought it was interesting william hale uh the county prosecutor in part owed his election to william hale and the county prosecutor was the one to order re-digging up anna's body to try to discover the bullet i don't know if it'll affect anything later on uh, that was uh curious also, and then the Schoen brothers turned Anna's brain into what he called, what the author called, sausage meat. Also, Bill Smith starts uh, kicking around the idea that there might be some foul play. Ends up turns into dust uh, within his house. So we'll get into that later. But some Bill Smith was 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 digging. He also uh, Hale said he didn't trust Bill Smith, uh, and. Bill had beat Rita a couple of times. So untrustworthy question mark? Or was he being honest and trying to figure it out? That's a good something point. I found, something I found interesting just over the past hundred years, the development of the FBI and CIA and stuff and how quickly we could just figure all this out now with like Jared had said in our previous recording that wasn't actually recorded with like a a video cat like uh security cameras or even just forensics and stuff like that. We just had such, even like phone calls, like it talks about the phone call that comes in from the the company that might've been like misforged by the company that received calls and then sent them out. Like nowadays you would literally just be able to trace that back to a phone and then. Or they would have your cell phone signal pinged within like yeah. five minutes. I also found that I totally forgot down. about that until right now, how like you had to call somebody and then they would like direct your call and they had to keep a call log. It's just insane to think about. I think they like sent you to the operator in the other town and the operator connected it to the individual you're trying to call. And now we can just hop online and 
all see everybody's face and talk and have this meeting. It's crazy. Yeah. Technology. <laughs> Technology. <laughs> Rather be alive back then. <laughs> all right. Any other thoughts on that? There's so much more crying. Yeah, you get away with so much. Have you guys ever seen that Twitter meme? Is like I could put up historic numbers if I was a serial killer in like the 1800s. How, how much damage do you think? He, how much do you think you would do? Like how many bodies? It's hard to get caught. I mean, if you're like smart about it, I mean, hard to get well, obviously, the, obviously, the people in this in this story thought they were being smart too. Well, I mean, I'd probably just go tell. Maybe they down. were. Uh, all right. Uh, chapter four, Underground Reservation. The history of the Osage Territory is complex. It had spanned all the way to the Rocky Mountains. In 1803, Thomas Jefferson completed the Louisiana Purchase with it, Osage Territory. Warmly, he welcomed the Osage members into the Brotherhood of America. However, only four years later, he would seize much of their territory. Over two decades, they conceded nearly 100 million acres of land. By then, they were in a small refuge in eastern Kansas. By 1870, they were forced off that land. In some instances, they were massacred. With that, they purchased 1.5 million acres from the Cherokee. Uh, by this time, the Osage were closing down to 3,000 people. The buffaloes had been murdered off. The Osage tradition was slipping. White men then came to the reservation, further destroying the Osage culture. In 1894, Molly was forced to enroll in a Catholic school. With that, she was forced to learn English and get rid of the traditional attire. In the late 1890s, the U.S. government announced they would move the land to private real estate, and each member would be given a piece. From there, the rest would be auctioned off, hence ending the communal style of living. In 1863, the government had done the same thing with Cherokee land. The land was given to the first person who inhabited it. With that, the great land grab began. The Osage were fighting a losing battle. The government had sights set on creating a new state, Oklahoma, meaning red people. With that, they sent representatives to Washington to negotiate. There, they were able to secure the rights to all natural minerals found on their lands, thus creating the first underground reservation. Soon after, prospectors arrived and began searching. From then on, the oil race was on, and the Osage had the rights. Uh, so an all-time um, all deal struck by the Osage representative. Um, what was his name again? James Bigheart and John Palmer, the goats. Unreal negotiating. Got to give him credit. We dropped him blind. Um, that, that's a that's a big that's a big real estate deal right there. Uh, all right, my question for this chapter: We got two questions. Christian wrote down one too, so I'll I'll ask both of them. Uh, we learned about the history of the Osage tribe and their land. What stands out the most, and what did you learn about American history history that you didn't know before? I mean, classic U.S. government with Native American policy, just broken promise after broken promise. Uh, you never take your land until there's uh, people wanting to go west. Uh, they move you to more undesirable land. Uh, in this case, though, U.S. government uh, probably should have hired some geologists or consultants um, before they moved the Osage on the oil reserve. But... Uh, I'd say the Osage are way more fortunate than a lot of the other tribes that I've got to read about. But yeah, kind of connected some dots that I had experienced in some other books. Yeah, I, I was going to so just go ahead. Go ahead, Tyler. 
Okay. Um, I, was, I, I was just going to say, uh, I was going to hand it off to Kevin with my statement, but uh, he's, he's maybe out. But I found it interesting. Um, we we kind of touched on it earlier about taking away their traditions and them sending uh, the students to traditional American Catholic schools and not allowing them, like basically force integrating the children into white society and learning English. With that, I think Kevin has some fun facts, so I'll, I'll hand it off to him. Yeah, this is our uh, this is our second book in a row where we've had the uh, the Bible mentioned with the the lines of "Then God said, let there be light, and there will be light.'" Oh God! It's the second book in a row. Yeah, we're on a we're on a two book streak. Don't let us get hot. It it is the opening pages, <laughs> so it's gonna be anywhere. It's like John yep. three sixteen and in Instagram bios. It's just everywhere. Also, also, I just had a. I figured I'd slip in at least one picture in this meeting just to do my dude my duties. Okay. On page fifty two, we get to see uh, the school she attended, and it looks like a ginormous like. It looks like a frat house. Almost like a yeah, like a. I don't even know how to describe it. Like not a barn, but like a big brick barn almost with yeah, the a house. <laughs> yeah i guess <laughs> the children look like uh like they look like those girls that they cast in horror movies like same yep. outfit and everything and, they talk, and then they talk about how the girls would run away and then they'd get roped up and dragged back to the school by like the horses and stuff kind of sounds can like talk, horror can we talk about the land run of 1893 that sounded crazy dude yeah, uh, me and Tyler had a uh, had an argument this weekend about the Sooners being a questionable name because of things like this, and Tyler called me a liberal. Well, isn't Oklahoma doesn't Oklahoma mean like red people? Yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. I just I just thought I think that people should be aware of of what it means, even though I just learned both of these things in the past week. But I don't I mean, I don't disagree with that at all. I think you should be cognizant of the history behind the name, just like you should be with the Blackhawks. But I don't think you should remove the name. name oh, yeah, one more. Uh, I, I agree. I agree. One more thing from this chapter when uh, they had the meeting and Wati Anka walked into the meeting just butt ass naked. And he was just like. <laughs> I'm comfortable with my body. That's that's electric. I like that move. Doing business. Doing business. The Osage had, The Osage were like subject to the same treatment of the US government that other tribes were, but I think the key difference was that they had incredibly informed leaders and really strong leadership that uh got them some some key pieces of uh secured some key contract points for them against the u.s things, things change in power when you have money on your side and oil yeah it's money so i i also have an interesting theory uh i think that the the mineral trust is the root of the murders here because if you think about if you follow the money like land can be purchased from the osage they can sell that right but the mineral trusts uh it can only be inherited and if you pay attention the people being murdered are uh middle-aged osage men so with with uh faulty marriages most of them so the women remarry white men 
and the money trickles down outside of beach. Also, they're killing. They're only killing the people, like in Molly's case, that are are Indian. They, you know, Ernest is not dead. I guess. I guess the only white people that have been killed so far are people that have been on the trail. Yeah, and I mean, uh, common uh, mystery uh, writing style is you introduce all the characters in the beginning, and usually. There's at least a couple of responsible by the time the end comes. So process of elimination. We, I, uh, we can share. Well, I, I think it's Molly. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I, I had a. I had a question. Uh, we got some background on Molly's father, Nekaic Jimmy. Jimmy in this chapter. But unlike the rest of Molly's family, we don't get any details on his death. Any theories on why Gran left these important details out or what happened to Jimmy? I think his death might have actually been natural causes. <laughs> that's, that's that's what I assumed when I read it, that he probably just died of natural causes. And that's why it was and like, that was probably why I was like, like admitted, but who knows? I'm I, didn't, wondering. I didn't think of that. I'm wondering how many of these where like people die by natural causes and then they're like it had to be poison. So they really like just didn't know how. Like they, they didn't have a way to tell. So could it could they actually have been like someone dying of a disease and they're like she was just slowly getting poisoned. It had to be. It's like was it actually the death? The death toll could be at like a thousand bodies and they just think it's twenty four. Yeah. Throwback to when Christian asked the question: Do people actually die of natural causes? <laughs> is there is there any natural cause? Some part of your body has to shut down <laughs> naturally. Um. All right. Chapter five: The Devil's Disciple. Wait, I've I've one I've <laughs> I also have one more thing. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh huh. So John John Floor uh was the Kansas frontiersman. He owned a trading post and he was like the an Indian one one of the Native Americans pointed him to the oil. He was like the first white man to discover the oil in Osage country. Uh like I said, a Kansas frontiersman. William Hale used to drive cattle from Texas uh to Osage territory and then to Kansas. So coincidence there. And then Molly uh, got close with the frontiersmen who owned the trading post. Coincidence that they're at the center of this now, the man that discovered the oil in Osage country. Thank God. All right, I was waiting for Kevin to jump in with his fun fact. I, I was seeing if anyone was going to answer, but that makes me feel like... <laughs> Uh, my my little fun fact is actually so lame. I was just when they talked about the oil spewing out of the ground and like the ground shaking. I feel like that would just been cool to like the first time they ever figured it out. Like being there and just watching a geyser of black oil spewing there would be cool. It is That's a moment. Funny. You know you you you've chuckled. You know you're rich. You know the second you see that oil come up. So I would imagine it was it was a sight to see. Um, all right, chapter five, the devil's disciples. The law enforcement agencies within Osage continued to struggle. The Oklahoma attorney general charged Sheriff Freeze with failing to enforce the law. 
with the public failing, Hale turned to private detectives. In this case, a man from Kansas City named Pike. Molly turned to the head of the state, Mathis, and began to hire their own team. With that, they began to pile clues. Uh, operative number 10 found evidence that Anna had returned home the night of her murder, partially clearing Brian. He was also he was he also found a call log that led to a mystery and a denial. Later on, number er, operative number forty six chased down Anna's ex husband Oda Brown and attempted to befriend him. From there, chased down oh wait from there detectives talked to the cab driver that had dropped off Anna at Molly's. He revealed that she was pregnant and um and later evidence brought upon a theory that Anna was carrying Whitehorn's baby. Despite the theories, after nine months, the murders hadn't been solved, Pike had moved on, the sheriff had left the investigation, and the team of investigators had reached a dead end. Just at that point, William Stepson was poisoned to death. A month later, on March 22, 1922, another Osage woman died due to poisoning. On July 28th, Joe Bates was poisoned to death. Finally, they turned to oil man Barney McBride for help. He went to Washington, D.C. and was stabbed to death stripped naked and his head beaten in one thing was clear someone was sending a message the washington post released a headline conspiracy believed to kill rich indians and christian's got a question so i'll let him hop in immediately yeah i think this was answered in the you answered it in the summary but why do you think the killers decided to make barney mcbride's death so much more violent than the rest send in the message <laughs> Yep. At the first place. <laughs> I what do you when you ask that question? I was like looking at the summary. I was like, I send in a message. Well, I don't read the summaries before. Well, my we've learned that. Um, I, any, I don't even listen to him during. All right, Christian. Any 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 theories about our man Pike here? I mean, it seemed like he gave up on that investigation really early. It's almost like he was told not to really investigate. Uh. I think right after he departed, uh, there were two murders, literally right after. Uh, I think it was William Stepson, who was poisoned, uh, and then Joe Bates, who was found in his car. Uh, so interesting how things went cold, and then right away, two murders. Wow. It's almost like there's a correlation. It's almost like someone on the inside knows... We're, we're going to have to wait to find out, though. Um, all right. Any other thoughts on that chapter? <laughs> I feel like it's almost too obvious. Like, I, there shouldn't be this many clues. Like, I'm really hoping it's just not this obvious. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think the story is yeah, going to be a mystery. What do, you, what do you think? Why? What's so obvious? I, I, po I, mean, I posted it. Characters... Go ahead. I mean, due to the characters that we've been introduced with, process of elimination of who's still living, and like, I mean, Hale's got to be behind all of it. I mean, he hired the detectives and like probably Molly's husband. Yeah, I mean, his name Burkhart. I think I think I they're, they're suspect one and two for me at least. Jared, uh, Jared, Jared sent earlier in the group chat. Uh, this is like a Scooby Doo mystery. Uh, I posted in the book club chat. I go William Hale, and it was the Scooby Doo meme. Uh, it's I, I mean, it's you're interested to the to the to the the bad guy right off the, the bat. Yeah, there's a it's someone the person pulling the strings and has all of the capabilities to influence the town 
is kind of the obvious one to be able to get away with all of this. Uh, so I think, I think the mystery is not going to be that William Hale is behind all of this. I think the mystery is going to be to what events unfolded, like, and how they happened. I think that's going to be the fun of the story. I think that's fair. I, th uh, and if so I want to go clear leader. I think it, I think it's deeper. I think maybe there's, there's, there's a lot of parties involved. Well, I think, uh, I think, I think we've been. Uh, and uh, I think law enforcement, we've been introduced to a lot of gangs and the, the key the key members of like the underground uh, organized crime in Osage country. Uh, I think it might even get up to like Oklahoma um, lawmakers and people with immense power. I think some of them probably know what's going on. Definitely possible. I was also kind of thinking in the sense of like what I know from the movie trailer. Like if I had to guess who Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro are playing, like I would imagine it's going to be Ernest Hale and it's yeah. Ernest and Hale. And if I had to, if I know Scorsese like I do, it's usually going to be something around those two. I had imagined. I think. Putting them in the movie. I think the biggest mystery of me is if Ernest is involved. That's because I don't know. I don't know that. That's. That's what I'm wondering. And if he is, how soon did he get involved? Like, was it before he met Molly? Did he? he that, I mean, he did Minnie died. Many died after. Was she the first technically death? Are we considering her the first yeah. recorded death? From the from the yeah, movie trailer, from the movie trailer, I thought it was going to be like Leonardo DiCaprio's character. It was probably Ernest, like falls in love, obviously, and then it kind of has like the battle of, like, can I go actually go through with this? Like it was that he was in on it before, prior to, like Molly, even, and then he has to make Robert De Niro's character behind bars at one point. So I mean, who does he play? Hale. Is that Hale? Yeah, if I had to guess, I don't know for sure, but I mean, I I think I. To me, it's like pretty clear that the story is trying to tell you that it's Hale pulling all the strings. The, I think the biggest mystery is who's involved in the town. Like, how many of these characters that we met are actually involved in this conspiracy? And like, are there Native Americans that are involved as well? Like, I, I'll be, I'm I'm very curious to see who's actually a part of all of these murders. I'm curious for that too. I have I have this question for chapter seven, but I'll just ask it now. Why Why is Molly not dead yet? She seems to be the easiest of the family to kill off. I mean, maybe the obvious answer is that she's married to Ernest, but even still, why Why would she not be dead? I think because if you kill off Molly, then you're immediately going to look into Ernest, and if someone figures it out, or whatever the case may be, I think that's probably... I mean, if you look at... Uh, was it Anna, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a good excuse there because she always liked to get drunk. Like, yeah, someone that you could easily cover the tracks for potentially. But it's also the the two the two people closest. I mean, we were just talking about Hale as our main suspicion. They mentioned that like Molly's two closest people in her life was like outside of her kids. Obviously, were Ernest and William Hale. So like, I mean, if you were to like, if she were to disappear, it kind of like becomes like a there's only so many people left. Yeah. Yeah. 
she's already locked down by someone on the inside. Bill Smith was married to to Minnie and Rita. And then you have Anna, who didn't seem interested in Brian Burkhart. He was always trying to court her, and she got killed off. And then you have Molly, who's already secure. Maybe Ernest, her, has maybe Ernest is protecting her. We shall see. We shall see. He's really in love. That's why we read. I have one more, one more thing for Kevin's picture book on page 83. You see the downtown Pabuska in 1906 before the oil boom and then after it's that's just insane it looks like the wild wild west and then all of a sudden it's just like a full-blown city yeah i was telling christian i, I looked up a picture of the town like like in modern yeah, day yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's a ghost it's, town. <laughs> it looks pretty rough the oil probably ran I, I thought it was interesting how like how does an oil boom town city like that just not grow any further once the oil runs up like you would think that there'd be outside investments um, a lot of like the native americans a lot of native americans that get like a lot of money will spend it they weren't like always the best with it because a lot of them would get it really young and then buy alcohol usually also, especially during that time i feel like that's what they spent their money on alcohol there was more laws that came around about like who could live in native american um reservations so like there's only a certain amount of people that can end up living in there at a certain point i forget i, I don't know like with laws were passed but so like... uh, so just don't think there's that much arable land like obviously it was oil rich but they put the indians on the reservation for a reason because the u.s government didn't think it was that desirable so i think once the oil dried up that was kind of like why at least continue to live out here there's also the it was, an interesting, it was an interesting quote there too where it's like it was a reporter said where will it end time a new well is drilled the indians are that much richer and then the reporter added the osage indians are becoming so rich that something will have to be done about it it's like well what is that i think that was a common thought at the time unfortunately um yeah all right uh chapter six million dollar elm Despite the murders, there was an important auction taking place, one for oil rights. The auctions brought the millionaires. They took place under the tree known as the Million Dollar Elm. The oil men were expert capitalists lobbying their way all the way to the White House. On January 18, 1923, they arrived all the same. They bid extraordinary amounts with land selling for low seven digits, with one tract of land selling for $14 million. This was making the Osage rich, and it grew it, it grew their resentment among the public. Despite the financial gains, the Osage couldn't spend it at too high of a volume due to the government mandating them a guardian. Continued racism put a threat to the Osage community. In 1921, they imposed further restrictions limiting the amount of money a single member could withdraw based on the amount of Indian blood they had. Despite the restrictions, white people across the country continued to find a way to put their hands on a portion of the riches. All right, we. my question is, we explore a couple motivation points in these chapters. What can be said for the growing resentment that is developing towards the Osage community? I mean, I think many outsiders probably just thought that the U.S. government kind of gave them the riches because they didn't know that they were putting them on oil deposits. Um, so I think there's just feel the probably outsiders probably feel that they probably deserve just as much as what 
kind of the mistakes you're getting, if that makes sense. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Also, also thought it was interesting how you see some of those oil giants and you kind of see, still see the remnants of it today, like Sinclair Oil, yeah. um, Phillips 66, just to name a few. So I thought that was kind of interesting. We had a, a teapot dome scandal mentioned in this uh, chapter. Shout out AP US history. I remember learning about that. I don't remember that. A couple of the uh, key oilmen paid off uh, someone in office. I forgot who it was. One of the president's cabinet uh, helped him get elected. And then he gave them basically rights to purchase this oil field that was rich with oil. And it was uh, sniffed out. One of the bigger scandals. Shout out uh, one of the Osage chiefs, Bacon Rind, for saying he was, yes. he was he was spitting rhymes. He said he said the government put us down here so we wouldn't so we would have no money and like shitty land and stuff. But now everybody wants a piece of us. Respect. That's a crazy chief name, Bacon Rind. <laughs> so gritty. I like it. Uh, chapter seven. He's like that's like a. Okay. Yeah. Still right. myself. <laughs> no, I was gonna let you finish your thought. No, I, I never came through with your delay. Yeah. All right. Um. No. Yeah. You, yeah. You just you just paused because of the delay. So I don't know. I don't know what you said. All right. <laughs> chapter seven. This thing of darkness. Very ominous. Uh, in February 1923, six months after the last death, another man was found dead. Shot in the head, dead at his steering wheel. The man was Roan Horse. Roan had been a close friend of Hale, often getting loans from the man. Wow, how convenient is that? He had recently found out his wife was having an affair. Shortly following this, he was found dead. The news jolted Molly, who was previously married to Roan and wished to keep that a secret. A growing stillness floated upon the hills. Bill swore that he was getting close to solving a part of the mystery. Just at this time, he began to hear noises from just outside his house. With that, he moved Rita and himself to the center of town. They took protection behind the neighborhood dogs, but they soon dropped one by one, meaning the dogs. On March 9th, Bill followed a lead to bootlegger Henry Grammer's ranch. Upon return, he went to sleep, and his house was blown to pieces. Rita died on the spot. Bill was left a burning mess. After four days in the hospital, he died without revealing anything about the killer. In April 1923, Governor Jack C. Walton, I wonder if he's related to the Walton family at all, sent his top investigator, Herman Fox Davis. It brought hope, but it was soon found out that he was also a crook. He was sentenced, pardoned, and then resentenced once he murdered someone. As a result, the government, the governor was impeached. Taking an earnest approach was W.W. Vaughn, he received a lead from James Bigheart, visiting him in Oklahoma City. However, he never returned. The secret papers within his house had been cleaned out. He was found dead, thrown from a train. The death toll was now rising, and people were scared to speak out. Molly continued to shudder in fear. Hale promised revenge. He helped a shopkeeper uncover a potential robbery, resulting in the death of Asa Kirby, Henry Grammer's associate. Soon after, Hale's pastures were set on fire. Molly's health was fading. In 1925, a priest received a message that she was in danger. Soon after, it became obvious she was being poisoned. A lot happened. Yeah. 
the whole the whole train the whole guy going to the city and then calling back and being like i've got i've got some news i gotta tell you but not telling him there and then and then dying on the train ride back was just it's like wow it reminds me of like I, game uh, of thrones uh like when you have like your little your spies like everywhere like little birdies what is his name I so little finger no yeah. the other guy the other guy that gets killed earlier the bald guy Barry's. He's cash. He's yeah. straight. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Um, I thought it was interesting. Like, so Vaughn, he got on the phone with the county prosecutors. So easy enough to reason how somebody could know he was getting on the train to go home and kill him there. I thought it was crazy how someone had cleaned out the stash of yeah. evidence that. Vaughn only told his wife about. I couldn't figure out how that's even possible. I know his clothes were left on the train, so maybe they interrogated him somehow before they killed him. I think that's the only possible way. I think also, like, you find, you've, I hear a lot of these people talking about how there's, like, people wandering outside their house. Who knows, like, if you're gone, I'm sure there were security systems weren't that great back then. So I'm sure probably someone just maybe rummaged through their house one night and found the stash. Maybe that's another reason, another opportunity, but it was crazy yeah. though. This was the craziest chapter. At this point, I was like, holy fuck, this is insane. I was I was deeply entrenched at this point. I was like, let's go. Yep. Um, I, I started to get suspicious that the Schoen brothers were involved at this point too. Because I think James Schoen lent Bill and Rita the house that they were staying in. And then in the summary, Tyler, you did mention that that Bill, like kind of on his deathbed, didn't divulge any information. But that was at the account of David Schoen. So maybe he did divulge information, but David was just untrustworthy. Interesting. I didn't know. I didn't realize that. They were also the ones that were messing with the body, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're suspects three and four. Where's the bullet? <laughs> Wario and Waluigi. <laughs> yeah, and Bowser. Also, could really you imagine mad. like <laughs> just like sleeping at night, but knowing someone's like trying to get into your house and kill you? Like that's crazy. I have nightmares about that. I'd be shotgun in my corner, just like <laughs> pre-aiming the can thing. Like, <laughs> riot shield. Yeah, yeah well, I'd be riot shielding in the corner. C four. This is really in uh, search and destroy yeah. when we would set up the claymores. <laughs> this is the first time i've lived in a house that's like one floor and i literally get scared that people like look in my window at night and like are watching me or something like i have i have to like close my blinds every night or else i'm like dude i somebody could be watching me right now yeah i still live on a ranch so i i understand that fear all right uh that is the end of chronicle one i had us read an extra chapter over just for uh, the sake of splitting in a better better increment, uh, considering how many days we had. So, that's the end of Chronicle 1. Chronicle 2, The Evidence Man, Chapter 8, Department of Easy Virtue. In 1925, Tom White, special agent in the Bureau of Investigation, which of course becomes the FBI later, was called into a meeting with J. Edgar Hoover. White was a former Texas Ranger who struck fear into those that stood opposite of him. At this time, agents were supposed to be strictly fact-gatherers, not even authorized to carry weapons. 
the department had a poor reputation at the time. They still do. In the early 1920s, the Justice Department was packed with political cronies, still do, and bad actors led by William Byrne. <laughs> In 1924, Burns had been replaced by Fisk Stone. In turn, Stone appointed J. Edgar Hoover. Over the next five decades, Hoover would transform the department into a force to tackle crime, but also commit abuses of power. For now, Hoover appointed White to investigate the OSH murders. At this time, several agents had been dispatched and had failed to compile any noticeable evidence. Notable evidence, sorry. White, while, uh, while Hoover wanted to give up, he couldn't because they were politically tied down. White accepted the role, but understood he was now a marked man. I was waiting for someone. He, he is the Texas Ranger. Uh... Kind of, you know, they kind of introduce them like I just imagined like a Wild West movie where like the sheriff, like the outlaw or the sheriff it's comes into town. Chuck Norris. Yeah. Like an old Clint Eastwood, like he walks in into town. That's exactly how I was envisioning that. Uh, any thoughts? Yeah. Any thoughts on um, the Texas Ranger, Tom White? Sounds like a straight shooter. Straight shooter. Kevin, Christian. This chapter, um, honestly, I don't, I, it, it felt like set up. It was like, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's the, it is the first first chapter after the in the second chronicle. So I think they're setting up the FBI now at this point. You know, yeah. How is he going to differ from Vaughn and the other guy that was just brutally murdered because he got involved? Like, how how is he? protected from the same treatment like just because he's a federal officer that's there the, now the killer's gonna be like oh shit we can't do anything to this guy are you not listening to Tyler's summary I think they tried to make Hoover I think they tried to make Hoover sound like more of like a goody two shoes like he was not about the corruption like obviously I don't know how this story plays out but I think they're trying to play into the fact that this edition of the FBI or investigators would be a little bit different could be wrong on that but just kind of my hunch I, yeah i mean I, I think they're gonna have to play the game a little bit too get one up on on the killers somehow so they can't just off them it's gonna be like a de departed scene there's gonna be moles on both sides i have a feeling like it's gonna there's gonna be the mole for the for the sage or not those for like whoever's responsible and then there's probably gonna be a mole on the fbi side i have to imagine and the victims are going to be the Native Americans. It's always the civilian. Yep. Um, all right. Thoughts on the book so far? I thought it's been really good. I've been really engaged so far. I, I loved it. Yeah, I like it. Hey, I, I like it. Controversial. Some of our top books. So I'm excited to see where it goes. But definitely a strong start. Losing my voice. I'm I'm not surprised at all. Like I think we all knew this was going to be incredible. So, pretty I, much what what we expected. I think every part of it's interesting. Like he does a very good job at bringing like historical information in, like the background of the Osage community, the history of the FBI. Like he very much like when he has to like when you're wanting context, he provides it. But then he doesn't stick on it too yeah. long. He like moves on like through the story fast. So I I've been really enjoying it. 
I also like how it's an, like a story that not many people know about. Obviously, with the movie coming out, a lot more people are going to understand. But like at least starting off, like I had no background, so like it wasn't like convoluting my thoughts, which I liked. Like it was all new information. It's literally it's it's fiction and nonfiction. Well, it, it reads like a fiction story at times. It's obviously all nonfiction, and then like Tyler said, you get some of the background and the history, and that reads like nonfiction, and then. Tyler might disagree, but there is a, a mystery component to it as well. No, there is. A conspiracy component. I just think it's a misdirection to a certain extent of what the actual mystery is. Tyler's also four yeah. chapters ahead, so he probably knows what's going on more than we do. But <laughs> Those chapters are like five no, pages each. To be fair. So it's not that much. Uh, we were even saying that like Agatha Christie should take notes. Oh, phrasal, phrasal four chapters times five pages. That's 20 pages. A lot can happen in 20 pages. You read a, a night ahead of us. How does that make you feel? Uh, I, it's because we delayed the meeting an extra day because someone had to go play a glorified adult softball league. Hand up. He's had his hand up. Okay. He's leaning. Yeah, just, just want to throw it out. There. Carry the boats. All right. Carry, who's going to mm -hmm. carry it? All right. Uh, obviously, we're all on the same page. We're all, we're all very intrigued. Jared, where? Tell the viewers what we're going to read to uh, in the in the next meeting, so they know. I have, I have a hold your hold your horses. Oh. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Why don't we come together? Who our main who our main suspect is? Yeah, I think we're all going to have the same answer. No, <laughs> this is why we discuss. William Hale. I can't give my opinion. Yeah, Christian got spoiled, so he he has to sit out. But William Hale is my very top top suspect with. Uh, a bunch of cronies including uh, uh, you know what i didn't put together the doctors they're definitely they're definitely involved uh, the two guys investigating the body yeah i mean that very suspicious probably every single probably every white person mentioned in the story basically for being honest i think i think scott mathis is in there as well i think henry grammar if, if you think hale is a key suspect i think it's interesting to point out that Hale tipped off a business owner about one of Grammer's associates robbing his store, and that person was killed. I think so maybe Grammer was trying to kill off uh, an opponent of his within his own gang. I think it's the classic. Uh, Hale had uh, what was that name? Ava Brown, Ava something. Ava, uh, something. Yeah, Asa Kirby. As Asa Kirby. Asa Kirby. I, I think he probably had Asa Curry kill someone, and then he killed Kirby to cover the evidence. It's like I think Joker. Too, you can't tell too many people or else people will slip. Yeah. So I think you got to cover your tracks at some point. And there's been some false leads, like obviously. Um, I forget. I'm not forgetting, but yeah. Oda, think, Oda Brown. Yeah. Like there's been some convolution of evidence. Uh, I don't think that's a word, but convoluting of evidence that has been occurring. So yeah, I think Hale's pulling the strings. We'll be interested to see who's who's all involved. Hale's like That's the Joker in the Dark Knight in the opening scene, <laughs> where he's like telling all the guys, "Like, oh, you'll get a cut, you'll get a cut." They're all just shooting each other. Uh, yeah. So someone made that their meme. That's been the good meme. Yeah. Uh, you guys think that Molly is going to be killed, or do you think that she's going to be spared somehow? I think since we are introduced to her at the beginning of the book as a protagonist almost, I think she's she lives through it, if I had to guess. No, I don't know, but 
crazy because we've only read like the first part of the book basically so and it's had some crazy things already happened so i can't even imagine what's gonna happen next that's what i'm saying i think we're gonna have some some weird twists and turns like it may we may be on the trail right now but i think we're gonna have some weird twists and turns so i'm excited i'm hoping there's no like an escape artist ending where it's just the last 50 pages are just like <laughs> emitted and, Mo and Mo like we already figured molly was actually a domestic terrorist <laughs> <laughs> wow okay uh for those that didn't uh get the context we read a book called the escape artist i don't think was that a podcast yet or no it was our first book of the of, uh the book club but good book but we had our gripes with the ending that's yeah. all i'll say basically they they went on and trashed the protagonist after like 200 pages of him being a hero and then the last there's like a 60 page section where they started just like talking about all the bad things he did in life so obviously i don't think molly did those things so hopefully we'll be on a better track all right uh with that uh we'll, we'll... Wait, wait 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 i was gonna hand it off for to next you meeting. next meeting we're reading from chapters 9 through 20 you can never tell with you tyler sometimes you just cut it so i have to make sure i get my words in uh reading to chapters 9 through 20 uh, i think that's page 230 i believe so Chuck section to read to. Um, yeah, and we'll rec recap all those in our next meeting next week. Uh, but yeah, why don't we then go into a, our meme competition? Uh, and when we cut back, we will be starting on the meme competition. So, welcome back to one of our favorite segments on this podcast the meme competition for Killers of the Flower Moon. We're going to all just go through one by one and share our memes. Each contestant gets to share up to three memes. And then we'll vote at the end to find out who the winner is. So I'm just going to go from left to right on my screen to give us the order. So it's going to go Tyler, Jared, me, then Christian. We'll just go one at a time and giggle at each meme and then move on to the next. <laughs> and, and then, uh, quick reminder, uh, but... If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, it's probably be a good time to go over to YouTube or you can check us check out the memes on our Discord. We'll be posting them there as well to see. So whatever you want to do um, to, in order to see them and laugh along. But definitely recommend doing that so you can get the full experience. Thank you. All right. And before and bef before Tyler goes, I just want to send one that's it's unrelated really to it's not actually one of my memes, but I thought just to kick us off, you know, get the juices flowing a little. <laughs> it's so deep fried. You may have to send me the unedited version without the caption. There may be multiple uses for that. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, thank you. Um, all right. I'm first. Okay. Yep. Uh, what do I want to share? Video first? incoming. Video. It is yeah, a video. video. <laughs> I have two videos and one image. I like my image the best, though. Oh, God. Be your volume. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what is this? I don't know if that's... All right. That's a classic Tyler meme. Yeah. Yeah. So TikTok with this uh, caption on it. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Do whatever next. Jared. It's me. 
Um, so I'm bringing us back to our roots. Um, couldn't have a murder yeah. book without without one of these memes. Uh, did it set? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, our poor man Rowan was found was found uh, dead at the wheel. It was it was a nice car, so I couldn't I couldn't help myself. <laughs> Uh, skeleton in a car <laughs> it's a classic on this uh on this podcast i couldn't help myself there's too many i was actually thinking about using christian's meme potentially have apollo one with the bill and rita smith explosion but uh too quickly recycled so had to pivot a little bit all right i'm up next uh <laughs> Here we go. How do you even find that, dude? I, I just looked up nude on me generator. <laughs> this guy showed up. <laughs> to be fair, this was, yeah. Well, I love how you All kept right. the hyphens in there. Yeah. My bad. All right, Christian. <laughs> hey, here we go. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. I have no idea. It's like something from Invader Zim. Yeah. All right, back up to the top. Yep. Uh, I just saw it. All right, I'll do mine this round too. Uh, I saw it. I saw it circulating around social media. Did Jared drop off? I'm back. Okay. Uh, I saw it circulating on social media, so I just had to. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that meme a lot lately, dude. I was at work today in a legit like it was a town hall, like a 500 person presentation. One of the guys used that meme. <laughs> It's a classic. That <laughs> uh, was a good one, Ty. All right, Jared. My turn. I'm really hoping this one plays. This was, I think, my favorite one that I made. <laughs> I never watched Deal or New Deal. Why are they going crazy over $5? It's just a million dollars in their case, probably. Oh, okay. Oh, it's okay. like every case that they open is not what's in her case. Yeah, so um, classic. The Guardians were controlling the Osage. Fawns uh, and I immediately saw this. Uh, I think it's Meghan Markle's actually in this, but it's a meme been going around, so that was a good time. Damn. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. That's a tough reaction. That's from Super Bad. I no, I know what you're up, but I'm I, yeah, I don't James Big Heart just wasn't that big of a character, so I'm trying to remember what the fuck he was doing. I, that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to process trying to make it make sense in my head. He got you know? to sign the oil yeah. pension. It's alright. That's stupid. That one didn't hit that one didn't hit. That's more that's more on us than it is on you. Oh, it's all right. That, that was bad. 
<laughs> Whoa, the memes are getting too edgy. Uh, <laughs> Alright, as the last round. Okay, I guess I'll go, go ahead next. <laughs> this is... <laughs> <laughs> you had prepared it. <laughs> I had prepared it. Uh, I'm going on. I'm all in on the theory now. So I really hope he is the killer. Or one of the main conspiracies. It's, it's going to be a tough scene if he ends up being the nice guy, but I'm going low chance on that one at this point. He's too well connected in the community. Okay. <laughs> 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 would you would you would you see the pictures no i mean yeah i mean would i think that's his endorsement yeah he would oh god i don't oh god this is can't vote. our best performance can't vote for yourself but this... top three i'm just gonna be honest this this was fucking brutal on heavily on my part. Um. Yeah, well, Christian, I saw your your first one too. <laughs> I don't even yeah. remember what it was. All right, like I'm... a little red block. Wait, I'm not ready yet. That may have been one of our worst meme competitions ever. Yeah, it's it's also yeah. Sometimes we're on, sometimes we're off. It's a it's a tough subject though. So it's, it's a. Uh, let's, let's just put a let's call a miss a miss it's okay you know all right. we can't be funny all times all right i'm ready i'm ready all right i'm i'm ready all right all right send it oh this is gonna be fun to <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh okay viewers we're gonna say goodbye and come back when we get to <laughs> Let me try to do math. Molly got five. Any more than Molly? Oh, seven. Molly's got seven. Seven points. I think that's... All right. I think Molly wins. Congrats, Kevin. I would. <laughs> Kevin Kevin would. Uh, all right. Yeah, was, yeah, I think that's... The skeleton's yeah, got... The skeleton's got... Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, let's... Christian uh, brain mincemeat. <laughs> congrats, uh, uh, congrats, congrats to Kevin on the meme win. For I'll pull it up for the viewers at home. Uh, I would smash Molly. Change my mind, Stephen Crack. So it was, it was a poor performance by the, the group as a whole. But uh, maybe you guys can come up with some better ones. Like I said, if you if you do have hopefully, memes yourself, hopefully our viewers appropriate. Yeah. And they're appropriate. You can post them in the community meme section on Discord. So feel free to input your own uh, comedic geniuses um, and put it down in that section. So hopefully you guys come up with something better than us. But on that note, 
Um, I think that's going to be all. for this. What's next week? Snake draft? Yes, snake draft. It will be next week. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, we're reading from chapters 9 through 20. So, yeah, moving through the book. And hopefully, we're, well, the plan is to get done in conjunction with the movie, which is releasing the 20th, I believe, of October. So just about 10 days from now. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to see where this book develops. We'll catch you guys next week. All right. Bye-bye. Peace.